Hello and thank you for joining us on It Is Written Canada. Imagine living in primitive, tiny stone huts filled with smoke, poor ventilation, and almost no insulation. Many people who live in the remote parts of Peru have to endure these kinds of conditions which are hazardous to their health. High in the Andes Mountains with snow and ice and freezing temperatures, many of these Quechua people, descendants of the Inca, do not live in warm, healthy homes like we do here in Canada. Recently, ADRA Canada got involved helping these people in the remote parts of the Andes Mountains to build warm, well-ventilated houses for themselves and their families. Today we will be talking to Steve Matthews, who is the Executive Director, and Peggy Caesar, the Communications Specialist for ADRA Canada. And they are going to tell us about the warm and healthy homes they have been building for the people of Peru. Welcome again to Eddie's Written Canada. Steve Matthews and Peggy Caesar are with us from ADRA Canada and they're going to tell us how they are building healthy and warm homes for the people of Peru. Welcome to Eddie's Written Canada, Steve and Peggy. Thank you so much for having us today. Really wonderful to be here. What I really like is your ponchos. They're really authentic Peruvian ponchos. Well, I'm so glad that you do because we brought some scars for scars. you. Scars. Whoa, that's cool. These are lovely. So what are they made out of, Peggy? These are made out of alpaca wool, and they are hand-woven. Hand-woven. Look at that. Look at the patterns. It's so intricate. Wow. So, I, I, thank you. This is pretty cool, just to, just to show everybody what it looks like. It looks I don't think good I'm on you, by the way. You think so? <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I'm going to wear it all the time, but uh, <laughs> I'll wear it for now so I can kind of fit in with you guys. So you went to Peru. This is your first tri trip to Peru, I understand. Okay, so what was it like for you? Well, it was um, when we arrived, we first landed, and we were at a quite a high elevation. So the, when we first landed in, uh, in Cusco, we were at an elevation of 3,500 meters above sea level, and the project location was at about 5,200 meters above sea level. It gets quite cold, even though we were at the equator. I was quite shocked at how cold it was, but also you could really notice the thin air. The oxygen levels just weren't there, so you get tired really, really fast. 5,200 meters. Yeah, so about 16, 17,000 feet. Wow. So at, at that altitude, everything is hard to do. So I understood you had to get on horses. Was that uncomfortable? Oh, no, I loved it. Uh, I grew up with horses. Um, my first job was Steve's horse rides as a, as a teenager. So being able to go for a horse ride was great. I was, uh, when I got there, I thought, what a, 
What an amazing blessing to be able to be here, surrounded by all this beauty up in these mountains, and then to be able to jump on a horse and go for a horse ride was just uh, icing on the cake for me. <laughs> I, on the other hand, not so much. Uh, the last time I was on a horse was around high school, uh, but it really did speak to the remoteness of uh, the community and the projects that we were um, doing. Mm -hmm. So Peggy and Steve, tell us about the people of Peru and also the places that you visited. While it was quite cool, the people were very warm. We were welcomed with open arms everywhere we went. Um, we, at, at one house, one community, we were followed by a band who got out and played music and sang and danced for us every time we went to a new house in the community. So it was, uh, we were really well welcomed and you could see just how much of a difference we were making in the lives of the people because of how, how appreciative they were for us to, to be there. Absolutely, it was a wonderful experience. So I noticed from looking at some of the footage from your trip that the people dressed in very colorful uh, costumes, were they just doing that for the cameras? They do, they do, you know, and this was a question that we wondered about, and so we asked, and the answer is no, they actually dress like this every day. Particularly the women are, you know, in beautifully ornate and elaborate costumes, and it's just beautiful. So let's take a look at some of that footage right now. High up in the Andean mountains of Peru, Indigenous people groups attempt to eke out a living, primarily through the raising of llamas and alpacas. Direct descendants of the Inca, the Quechua are dedicated to keeping the traditions, culture and language of their people alive. The mountains that surround the small farms provide stunning views. At an altitude of 13,500 feet, the air is thin, the winters are cold, and vegetation is sparse. Living above the tree line, building materials are limited to mud bricks and stones. Houses are covered with thatch roofs that don't offer a lot of insulation from the cold winter winds. Most of the homes have just one room of about 16 feet by 10 feet with a dirt floor. The cook stove is usually located at one end of the room. Without proper ventilation, each time food is prepared, the one-room home fills with smoke. Prolonged exposure causes a variety of respiratory illnesses, especially in children and the elderly. My husband and I raised six children here in this house. We were very fortunate that all six of our children survived. Many of our friends had children who died because of the cold winters. There were some winters when we were not able to afford shoes for our children and they would get frostbite on their toes. It seemed like they were always sick with some kind of cold, flu, or diarrhea. We had no medicine. Instead, we would brew tea and pray they would recover. I was born in this part of Peru and grew up here with my parents. Our house was just the one room that included our stove. Our house was always full of smoke, dust, and ash. We really didn't have windows, just holes and cracks in the walls for ventilation. 
When the wind would blow in the winter, the room would get very cold. At night, we would need to use eight blankets to keep warm. And yet, through all of the difficulty, the Quechua people love their highland community. While many youth do leave to try and find work in other parts of Peru, they often return to their homes to once again be with their families and continue the life ways they know and love. One thing that has had a profound difference in recent years is the partnership the community has made with ADRA. Living so high up in the mountains brings many difficulties and challenges. We are always looking for ways that we can improve our lives, but our resources are very limited. We started looking for humanitarian agencies that might help us. Since we are Christian, we prayed that God would send us a Christian organization to help us. Our prayers were answered a couple of years ago when we met people from ADRA. We were so delighted when they agreed to come and work with us to improve our community. But where to start? There were so many needs. After discussing our options, it was decided that the best first step would be to build homes for the people that would be warmer and provide a healthier environment for our children. Whenever ADRA does a project like this, we like to involve the people as much as possible so that in the end, they feel a strong sense of ownership. We had the people make all the mud bricks. They gather all the traditional local material for the roof as well. ADRA then works closely with them, providing technical advice and specialized materials to help them build a safe, warm, healthy home. We provide insulation for the ceiling, wood for a floor, the door, and materials for a nice stove that has a chimney to vent the smoke when they cook. We also encouraged the people to take old bottles and put these into the walls as they were building their homes so that they could bring more UV light into their homes to kill bacteria. We do everything that we possibly can to harness the energy of the sun. We install the tromb wall in every home. A tromb wall captures the heat from the sun. Rays of the sun are passed through glass or heavy plastic sheets to heat a wall of stone or bricks that has been painted black. This traps the heat in the small space and heats up the wall during the day, which is then slowly dispersed into the home through the night. When we made the new stoves, we also installed a piping system that distributes heat from the stove through the wall of the home. We wanted to capture and use every bit of energy and heat that we could. What an incredible project. So they used colorful bottles for windows. I never would have thought of that. And then the installation of that heating wall and then the pipes that were installed to heat up the house from their new stove. So they must have been overjoyed. I mean, these people get this new warm house. Absolutely, you know, it was really touching to see them show us around their newly renovated home with great pride and just joy. It was just tremendous. And uh, as we uh, visited, you know, we were, were able to see these smart innovations installed in the homes and watch how they really helped to increase the quality of life for everyone in the, the home. And on top of that, it's a very environmentally friendly 
um, method that we're using. It's all passive solar. So the, the sun comes in, heats up the, the black painted inside area. And it's just all passive. There's no energy used in, in the process. And one of the areas we're really focusing at with ADRA is to try to be more environmentally focused and environmentally friendly. So just a great project from that side as well. And it was healthy because, of course, you know, as we renovated the cook stoves in the homes, you know, the, the, the wives and the women, the mothers showed us with great pride their new stoves, how they cook with their new stoves. And we were happy because we know that with the proper ventilation of the, uh, the, the smoke, uh, the children were not uh, going to be suffering with bronchial issues or uh, ocular eye issues. And so really all the way around a tremendous uh, improvement to their lives. One of the ladies that we visited who is a planned to be a future recipient has told us that almost all of the families in that area have lost at least one child because of health-related issues over the years. So pretty sad to, to see that, which is why they're so thankful when they get one of, one of these renovations because it really does make a, a life-changing difference for them. So Steve, I believe you received royal treatment. Yeah, definitely. It was uh, quite an experience when we showed up, treated like a dignitary. And so I actually brought along some of the, uh, the clothing that they got me to wear. So this is uh, one of the hats that they, they had. This is kind of reserved for their, their dignitary when you show up. And uh, it's a scarf that they also gave as well. When I met, when I arrived, one of the things they do for their dignitaries is the dignitary rides into the community on a horse and accompanied with the mayor. So the mayor met us and I had no idea this was happening by the way. I just showed up and I see these horses there and they said, oh no, no, you're, you're not allowed to drive into the town. You have to ride in on horse with the mayor. It's reserved for the dignitaries. So I, it, it seems really odd by the way to be called a dignitary. It just didn't seem natural, but hey, you know, you, you go with, with what they're, they're doing. So we rode in on, into the community, but then once we get to the community, that's where the real royal treatment came in because they had built a throne for me when, when I arrived. So the, and I, I've worked in construction most of my life, so I could look and tell this is actually pretty fresh concrete that was there. So they, they had literally built the throne for me. The people that we're working with, they're descended from the Inca. Whenever an Inca king would come to visit the community, they would, uh, they would have a throne for the king to sit on. So they built a throne for, for me to sit on while I was there. So very, uh, very interesting. And I'm, I'm typically pretty extroverted, but to be put front and center in front of the whole community, they all literally surrounded, almost like in a semicircle around me. So it was... Uh, it was a little, little different. Uh, we thought it was great seen. fun. Yeah, they, they, they <laughs> thought it was. Just we thoroughly great. enjoyed it. <laughs> but uh, and the other thing is, when you're when we were riding into the community, they had Adra spelt out in the mountain. So they had with white rocks spelt Adra in the mountain. Um, so we had our own Hollywood sign up in the Andes Mountains of uh, of Peru. It's a, re a real honor. But you could just see like all of these. We were welcomed so openly. You could just see the difference that our project has made in the lives of so many people there in, in the community. So that was a lot of fun, but you went there to check out a project to make sure that they were using the funds wisely. So what was your 
your, your feel for the project. Was it actually meeting its purpose? Did you look at it and say, yes, this is, this is actually serving the people? I think if you talk to the people, I, I really believe it's gone above and beyond. Um, especially when we, when we go, one of the homeowners said that they used to have to sleep with 10 blankets on them. And now three blankets is all they need to sleep with. So uh, then when we look at how healthy the children are, the children of these homes, you know, they, they don't, they're not suffering with the sickness and illness that they had previously. Um, one thing we're also piloting, we've got one, just one project where we've installed a bathroom. And so they have running hot water. They can take hot showers for the first time in their lives. They have a flush toilet, running, running water at the sink. So it's you know, the comforts that we would have. They had tiled floors, just very, very nice. Um, so that's something we want to include in a future phase of our, of our work there, by the way. So the previous homes were a lot smaller as well. That's what I understand, that you had to go into these, these small homes, and the people were pretty short as well. Yeah. Well, I felt really tall while we were there. Yeah, I fit right in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the homes are completely transformed from the previous. Uh, we visited a family that showed us their previous home that they were living in for about two or more years, and then the new home, the, the, the healthy home, which was like night and day, really. So what was it like for you, Steve, getting into that home? Well, I mean, I had to, I mean, I was almost crawling to get into the, the doorway. It was very short. The home was about seven feet by 11 feet. They had a husband, wife, and their two kids living in that home of seven by 11. And in that home, they also had, that's their kitchen and everything was in there. So not a lot of room in, in that, room, that house. But yeah, to, to get in was, was quite difficult. I don't think, I don't even know if it was four feet tall to get into the, the home. Extremely dark, mm -hmm. um, very... Yeah, um, no light at no all. No lighting at all, no ventilation. So it was um, and quite the, unhealthy. And the thatched roof, it, was, it had holes in it, like just, I, I was uh, on the verge of tears going into that home and some of the rest of us that were there as well, we were just really, uh, really moved by the fact that people used to live in that. So you know what I really appreciate is the fact how you got everyone worked together. So you had homeowners that were working together to build their new homes. Absolutely. And that must have affected the cost of these homes. So how much does it cost to, for you to build one home for these people of, per, of Peru? It's tremendous, uh, the project, because for $2,500, we can build a warm and healthy home and a bathroom for a family in, uh, in Chilka, Peru. So how many homes were you able to build? Right now, I believe we've, uh, we're just under 100 homes that we've completed. Uh, we do have another phase of our project that we're, we're looking to go forward with. The cost of this next phase is $132,000 is what we're trying to raise for, for the project. Um, but just the other day, I got an email from the project manager uh, from, from Adra Peru. And they have, because of our visit, it's really generated a lot of interest in the community. 450 homes is what they're now requesting to, uh, to have this, this upgrade. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be quite an investment. When you think of 450 homes, at uh, $2,500 a home, you're, you're in the million dollar range to, 
to try to get that. So the 132,000 we're trying to raise now is only going to, to really scratch the surface of the, the real need there. And that's just for the homes. They have a whole list of other projects as well they'd like us to, to help it with. So tell us about those projects that you, you know, that you became aware of when you were there, Steve. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm, I'm an engineer as my, as my uh, professional background before joining ADRA. Um, and they actually, one of the communities asked us to build them a hydro dam to, uh, to be able to provide power because they want to, alpaca um, farming is their main source of income. And so they, they, you know, they sh shear the, the wool and what they're looking for is to build a factory so they can take that, that low quality product and make it into a higher quality product and get a better return on, uh, on their, their alpaca. So they wanted a hydro dam to be able to power the factory so that they could, uh, could increase their income. Also, there's uh, eco-tourism is a big thing in this area as well. They're looking for helping with a second home that they could then rent out to people who are coming because it's up near the glaciers of the Andes Mountains. So they get a lot of, uh, of eco-tourists. And we also um, visited a school as well mm -hmm. uh, that was uh, 60 years old and just falling apart. And uh, they're doing the best they can with what they have, but they're just looking for, you know, a, a hand up, a, a, a helping hand. Mm -hmm. So what I like about what you've been talking about is that we here in Canada, we don't see running water as a luxury. We don't mm -hmm. see that we can have a shower, we can have running water, we can have flush toilets. But a lot of people in the world do not have that luxury. But with the work of Adri Canada, you've been able to help the people in those areas. And so we have some footage of that, and so we want to look at that right now. I want to say a big thanks to Adra for coming and helping us build our new, beautiful home. In our old house, we suffered a lot. Life was sad and very difficult. Our whole family is now very happy. We don't get sick so much anymore. Now, during the winter, we only need three blankets to keep warm at night. The spot I love the most is my beautiful new kitchen. I spend a lot more time there now because it is so nice. I am able to cook our meals easier and there is no more smoke or ash. The wood floor makes it easy to keep my house clean. When the children climb up on the bed, they no longer get the bed dirty from the floor. I really love my new home. I'm so grateful to Adra. In addition to our new warm house, the Adder technician helped us build a bathroom. We have a small spring above our house and we are piping the water from the spring to our bathroom to give us a flush toilet, shower, and sink. The most wonderful thing is that Adra installed a passive solar heating system in the ceiling of our bathroom. This means that for the first time, we have been able to take hot showers. We are so happy that we can enjoy such a luxury. We are so grateful that we can send our boy to school clean. It has been a wonderful experience for me to work with the people of the Chilka community. They are so grateful that someone has come to help them. They feel recognized and noticed. They even changed the road sign to include Adra, Peru. They formed Adra on the mountainside above their village, and they want Adra to continue to work with them. 
They have asked if Adra could build them a church and community center and bring a pastor to come and live with them to teach them about the Bible. They want a place where their children can come after school and be tutored on their schoolwork and learn English. We are so thankful for the help that we have received from Canada and pray that we will be able to continue that partnership so that we can continue the good work that we have started in Chilka. Wow, that's amazing. They can have the luxury of running water and actually send their children to school clean. And, and the amazing part about it is it doesn't use any electricity. It's all gravity-fed water, and then there's a solar coil in the roof of the, of the washroom, which heats the water, which is where they get the heat for their, uh, their shower. Wow. So, Steve, do you have any closing final thoughts that you would like to share with us? And, you know, when I think back to, to the time when we were there, and just our, one of our closing interviews that we had was with the mayor. And he was literally brought to tears because of the difference that it made to the kids in his community. He was telling us about when he was growing up, he used to have to to read by candlelight to be able to try to do his studies and he knocked a candle over one time and it caught his books on on fire so it nearly burnt their uh, burnt their home down and one thing that we do have added in is we have a solar panel with a few lights in the house as well so the cleanliness the health and then the ability to be able to to study at night those are just really life-changing but the man was was literally crying while we were there because of that yeah. And what about you, Peggy? Do you have any closing thoughts for us? Mm -hmm, absolutely. You know, I've read about the project. I wrote about it uh, in the Adventist Messenger. But to actually go and to see the home that I wrote about, uh, the, the warm and happy home that I wrote about in, in the flesh was just really tremendous. And to really understand the positive impacts that the project is making on the lives of people was just uh, incredible. And before you were leaving, there was this lady who said yes. a prayer. Yes. You know, that was a, an amazing experience because in and amongst all of the speeches and the, the, the band playing and everything, there was a moment where we were told that this woman was going to uh, say a poem. And as she did, uh, it turned out that it wasn't a poem at all. It was a prayer. And that has just been tremendous because it just goes to show the gratitude in their hearts and the Spirit of God going before us into these projects, changing lives and transforming them. So before we close, let's look at that prayer. Friends, would you like to contribute to Adra Canada's building of warm, healthy homes for the people living in the remote parts of Peru, high up in the Andes Mountains? You can share your love by partnering with Adra Canada in this wonderful work.
We want you to experience the truth that is found in the words of Jesus when he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to watch a video of this podcast, please visit iiw.ca or you can go to our IIW Canada YouTube channel and click on the videos tab. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you.